Welcome back to the Balance with Sam podcast. On this week's episode, I interview one of my clients, Kira, who qualified and ran the Spartan World Championships that were out in Lake Tahoe, California. I actually went out to visit her and sent her off, and it was an incredible experience seeing all the competitors start and finish. And I wanted to have Kira on the podcast and kind of take us through um, her experience with training how she felt right after, and just give us background on how she's gained all of the mental fortitude and strength over the course of running. So her background is not necessarily in running. She started with just a mile run, progressed it to a 5K, then to a 10K, and then she ran 30 miles, did 60 obstacles, and finished in fourth place in her age group. She did absolutely incredible. And I wanted to just kind of get some raw audio clips from her. I didn't really give her much time to um, prepare or plan for this, so it is pretty raw. Um, and she just finished her race. It took her about 12 and a half hours, and she shares these huge, huge milestone Um, thoughts with us on embracing challenges as an opportunity to grow and that if you're bad at something you just got to do it because that's when the person that you're meant to be and that you're capable of becoming will emerge so I'm really excited to have her on the show and for you guys to listen and tune in to all of her little golden nuggets of wisdom and that you out there listening, whether you have a small victory, a large victory, whatever that victory is, that you should be celebrating it because that's what's going to help you gain forward momentum and attack and accomplish those challenges that you've set up for yourself. So without further ado, let's get into the episode. And if you guys haven't already given me a review on iTunes and some five stars, I would love for you to do that. Um, You can head over to iTunes, search for the Balance with Sam podcast and give me a review there. Otherwise, if you have any other questions or comments or feedback, you can head to my website at www.balancewithsam.com. All right, now let's jump into the episode. like genetic freak there's nothing about me that lends myself to doing these runs or these races more so than anyone else's body yeah um the difference is that you know I've actually I've actually had a lot of trouble um with different things like I've had three surgeries on my arm and I don't I think you know I've had three surgeries on it and it really um like it really scared me I guess because it was really painful and like the recovery was really long yeah. and I remember when lifting a one pound weight was this excruciatingly difficult experience and I remember I picked sports that didn't involve arms at all and I stopped using my left arm entirely for like six years mm-hmm. and I'm still recovering from that in that like my arms are still different sizes and I still routinely have to fight the urge to baby that arm yeah and so I'll intentionally carry things in my left arm I'll intentionally open doors or do things like dexterity wise with my left arm and I think you know I have a lot of trouble with like the monkey bars because suspending my body from my left arm is very scary yeah and there's actually a lot in these races that are (laughs) very scary and I think that's part of why there's 
such an important part of my life is because they put me out of my comfort zone in a safe way. And um, I think that's so important is to strategically put ourselves out of our comfort zone in life because it's, <laughs> it's very important to do that. Um, but no, I, because I think that's where you grow. That space between comfort and panic is where you grow. And if you're panicking, you're not, you're just going to panic. And if you're bored, you're not, you know, but if you're in that space between comfort and between panic, that's the space where you grow. And, and I really think in life it's so important to be, you know, to be forward moving and to have goals and to pursue them and then set new goals and always aim higher, but within reason. I think going from like a 5k to an ultra would just push you right into the panic zone. But going from a 5k to a 10k to a 15 mile, you know, and slowly building your way up strategically is really important. And, um, did you do that? Yeah, yeah. So, my first, so I grew up sort of running. I grew up on a farm and we were just like crawl around in the woods all day, all summer. Um, and then, I started cross country in seventh grade and I hated it. Miserable experience. I was very slow. I never, never, ugh. It was not a pleasant experience. And, um, but then I, I really discovered running on my own and I really discovered trail running. And that really spoke to me because I love being in the woods and I love just the meditative quality of, of running and it's just you and the trail and the woods and, um, you know, the woods don't care how many miles you're running. You just, you run however far you run, and you walk if you need to, and you keep going, and, um, and yeah, I remember when a mile was this impossible feat. I mean, really, this mile was impossible in my head, and then I remember, you know, running a mile in gym in sixth grade or whatever, and then working my way up, and then one day I hit four miles, and then one day I ran my first road race ever that wasn't during the cross-country stint, um, and it was, it was a 7k, and it was a beer run on the, like, flat streets in Milwaukee, and I was terrified, absolutely terrified, (laughs) and I show up basically shaking, and I was like, okay, just, just show up, just do it, and, um, you know, sort of acknowledging that I was very fearful, but acknowledging that that's okay, it's okay to have that fear, but it's not okay to to let that fear control you. Yeah. And so, so I finished that race, and then at some point, you know, I don't, I don't really. At some point, actually, I think in college, um, a friend of a friend was doing this thing called a tough mutter, and I had no idea what that was, and I looked it up, and somehow got talked into doing it, and. Um, it was a, a Tough Mudder full, which is sort of somewhere between 10 and 13 miles. I've never run that far in my life. And I was terrified. Um, but I trained for it as best I could. I sort of made up a training plan and stuck to it and then showed up. And it was the most fun experience. Um, just really inspiring people and really fun obstacles. And um, so I finished that. And then... I kind of stuck to the 10 miles. I kind of hit my stride with 10 miles, and I stuck with that for probably three or four years, just 
and then um did you feel like you had mastered that distance like that was your sweet spot yeah I was like really familiar with that distance and really comfortable with it and I knew like where in the run I was and I knew that I you know and then I tried to push further to do a half marathon and my knees started breaking down yeah and it was just really painful and I said okay this is because I think it's really important to listen to your body and really take care of your body and really honor your body and love your body because your body enables you to do everything it enables you to sleep it enables you to eat it enables you to to do whatever your job or school or whatever it enables you to have relationships with people I mean your body is sacred it's one of the most you know it's one of the most important things having a good relationship with your body and in your relationship with yourself I always think is really important and um so so yeah I I listened to that and I said okay I am 10 miles is where I max out Mm -hmm. um and then one of my dear dear friends is a dietitian and um she asked me if I was eating while I was running it was this totally foreign concept I mean no why would you eat while you're running like that that just made I couldn't even fathom that yeah. And then I said, okay, well, I'm going to try it. And then within, like, six months or something, I was running 15 miles. And then I started getting, like, studying, like, nutrition and running and all that. And suddenly I was running 20 miles. And, and so finally I said, okay. And, you know, she, she um, my friend that was a dietitian, really encouraged me with the marathon running and, or to, to run a marathon. She encouraged me to, to run a marathon. And, um, and I honestly, I had this total doubt that I was going to be able to do it. And I said, okay, well, I'm just going to show up and do my best. And within six months of eating while I was running, I more than doubled my running ability distance. Wow. Um, and That's that amazing. really spoke to me just how crucial nutrition is. Yeah. And, um, the, you know, this relationship that you have with, you have with your body, obviously some days it's going to be better than others, but to overall just have the utmost respect for what your body does for you. Yeah. And really learning, you know, I would walk if my knees really hurt, but I, I discovered that with proper fueling, my knees never hurt. I've really never struggled with joint pain. I mean, you know, maybe after a marathon or something, I'm a little sore, but like I've never had, you know, knock on wood, I've never had any like significant issues with it, and I really chalk it up to the nutrition. Yeah. And then, um, so I, I really got sort of the ball rolling with this concept of the strategically expanding your comfort zone. And I was on the Tough Mudder website one day looking for just a regular length Tough Mudder, and I saw this event called the World's Toughest Mudder. And um, I was terrified again. <laughs> I was like, oh, I could never do that. Yeah. And I was like, okay, now I have to do that because I'm terrified. And so I'm going to, like, face it, and I'll just show up. And so the World's Toughest Matter is a 24-hour event. And it's a five-mile track, and it's an obstacle course race, so there's obstacles every so often. And so you have 24 hours to run as many five-mile laps as you can. And I said, okay, I'm going to go out, and wow. my goal is 30 miles. I didn't, you know, I didn't know if I, my body could physically do that. And I focused on the nutrition and the training and the weight training. And um, I fly myself out to Nevada. And I remember I get, there's this, like, packet pickup and there's, like, TV. There's, like, kids in a televised race. And there's CBS sports cameras everywhere. And this guy walks up and asks me if, if he can interview me. No way. And, and I just stared at him. 
and he was like, okay, I'm gonna ask you your name, where you're from, and why you're here. And I said, okay, yeah, 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 I'm ready, let's go. <laughs> he goes, okay, three, two, one, points at me, camera's rolling, and I just stare at him. <laughs> and he shuts off the camera, he goes, okay, okay, we're gonna do this. Three, you know, where, yeah. what's your name, where you're from, and why you're here. Yeah. And I can't totally remember what I ended up saying. I don't think they actually used that interview for everything, but I was still pretty flattered that that happened. Um, And so I went out that day, and I ran for 12 hours. I took a break, and I woke up. I did 10 more, 10 more miles. I hit 35 miles. I passed my goal by 5 miles. And, um, And then it really started hitting me. Okay, like, I can... I can do this. Do you think that was the point, that run, was the point where you realized, like, you're literally capable of anything you tell yourself you can't do? I actually, I think that run was very, um, what's the word? Um, I don't want to say instrumental, but I think... Transformative, maybe? Transformative, yeah, yeah, that run really shaped me. Um, And when was that? That was 2016, November 2016, so about two years ago. And, um... Yeah, and that, just realizing that, I mean, <clears throat> I was there, I was in, the, it was the most grueling thing I think I've ever, I'd ever done up until that point, at least athletically, and, um, you know, I just, I gave it what I had, and I was happy with that, I mean, the, you know, the people winning were doing a hundred miles or something ridiculous, and, um, I was in awe, like, I was just so honored to be on that course with, it's just these incredible athletes, these incredible people, and, um, yeah, and just, and realizing that I worked my way up there from a mile seeming impossible, and then, um, I really just got fixated on this idea of how, what the human body is capable of, and, and, and really striving to find a balance between, pushing yourself, but also respecting and listening to your body to, um, uh, to grow, really. I mean, that's really, you know, I, I think I've run for a lot of reasons. I think it's very meditative. I think it's very, um, meditative, very, uh, it's just, it's a source of growth for me, I think. Yeah. And so, I can't remember when, but somewhere along the line, I decided, okay, I was going to set this goal. I kind of decided that the ultra, the real ultra running, the 50 to 100 mile run, the really the, you know, 50 to 100 mile runs, um, I really, I wanted, I, I, I wanted more of a balance in my life, and I didn't really want to start pursuing, like, further and further and further distances. Yeah. And so, I decided to sort of evaluate my goals and say, and I say, okay, I want to do a marathon in every state. This is a lifetime goal. I There's no time stamp. Um, I'm going to, you know, pursue it, but it's going to, it's not going to, you know, I want this goal to happen, but I don't want it to come at the expense of my relationships or my, I'm in graduate school or my school and my grades, and I really wanted it to be a compliment to my life instead of something that was detracting. So... The 50 marathons in 50 states was the goal. And so, um, I've done, I guess I would say eight, no, six, uh, 26.2, like, marathon distances. And now with the world's toughest motor, that was 35. And then, um, 
two Spartan ultra races, which are roughly 30 mile obstacle course races. Um, and so this year I decided I wanted to do the world's toughest mudder again. And uh, it's in Atlanta, Georgia this year. And I've been working with Sam <laughs> since uh, I think April. Yeah. And uh, I tried to make it really clear like what my goals were and she has been absolutely amazing and like working with me and changing plans like sort of as needed and really researching what it takes to run in these races. And then the nutrition again, sort of changing the nutrition plan. If I'm going to be doing the world's toughest mutter, and then I just today just completed the um, Spartan World Championships, which was a 30 mile obstacle course race in um, Lake Tahoe, California. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> and the elevation gain was brutal. What was it? Um, I don't know, but it was a lot. <laughs> Basically, I ran up. I think and it was down. 4,000. I didn't want to tell her though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the elevation change. Yeah. Yeah, so Lake Tahoe is at about 6,000 feet or so. Yeah. I don't quote me on that. It was, like, around there. And then, um, yeah, the elevation gain was just absolutely brutal. And then I actually had a, a doctor was running with me and told me, basically, that, um, I mean, I was having this coughing fit, really awful, really high elevation, really brutal, you know, wind blowing all this dust and sand everywhere. And I'm, like, rolling under this barbed wire. It's probably... I, I don't know, I mean, it felt a quarter mile long. I don't think it was actually that long. That's how it, this, the experience was that it was 20, or quarter of a mile long. Yeah. And so I'm, like, rolling, because that's the best way to do it. You, like, roll under the barbed wire um, on these, like, rocks and hay. So it's, like, really uncomfortable. Trying to, we were all trying to convince ourselves. It's like a foam roller. It feels great. You know, the mental. <laughs> yeah. But the, the doctor was like, here, I think I have asthma. And um, <laughs> it sort of clicked in my head. You know, all these coughing fits I've had when I run quickly um and so I didn't even consciously do it I just sort of so I picked these sports where I could run slowly and um so that was really mind-boggling to get that on the fly diagnosis yeah. like that and also you just came off a uh, coffee fit like 30 minutes ago yeah like, so for everyone listening she I just th- finished her race like an hour ago so She's we're like, in the car <laughs> after yeah we're in the car after this race and I failed my last obstacle, did 30 burpees to make up for it, and then ran across the finish line and immediately started coughing really badly. And um, so, so wrapping all this up, I really think, um, you know, my body's not built differently than anyone else's body. If anything, I think with, like, my arm surgeries and apparently my asthma, I think um, maybe my body's, if anything maybe weaker than like the average body I don't know I mean who's to know but um really just the mental grit built a stronger body and I think that um I think that's what it comes down to is I think it really starts with a good relationship with yourself and trusting yourself and knowing okay maybe I'm terrified or maybe I'm exhausted or maybe this is like the most miserable experience of my life but I would, a lot of times I'd be running and I'd say, body, I love you. Thank you. <laughs> like, thank you for getting me up and down this mountain. Hell yeah. And, um, yeah, I think that's really where it starts. I think really prioritizing that in your life, like making yourself, you are your own best friend. And the only person you can really have a good relationship with, your, with is yourself. And just working on, working on that, I think has been a huge part of like how I've done, I guess, six marathons and three ultras and um 
Yeah, you live to tell. Yeah, <laughs> and, and you crushed it today. <laughs> and what I really, what I really want to, the point that I really want to get to with all of this is that there's nothing special about me that makes me different from you, whoever you is listening to this. Um, there really isn't. I just had this like mindset that like I'm gonna do this, and um, so I really, really believe that anyone could do this if they if they prioritize this and like believed in themselves. I really. I really don't think there's anything special or unique about me that's, you know, enabling me to do this, I guess. Yeah. And, um, I guess we can put this earlier in the clip, but, um, <laughs> but Sam helped me tremendously coming up with, like, a nutrition game plan and, and a, um, a training plan with running and lifting and bucket carrying and, um, pull-ups with wet hands and, and all this, and, um, yeah, but at um, the end of the day, I gave you the plan, but <laughs> you, you knew what you had to do. Yeah. Like, you knew it. You've been doing it. You trained for two <laughs> ultras by yourself. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I guess I did do that. Yeah, you did. <laughs> <laughs> this um, one, did you feel, <laughs> did you feel more prepared? I did. Uh, yeah, no, I felt more prepared for this race than any other race I've done. Um... Mentally, I, physically, both. Mentally, physically, nutrition, just logistics. Um, yeah, no, I really, I felt much more prepared for for this race than any other race I've done. And I think that's what, that's a huge part of why this, like, asthma attack I had in the middle of it um, didn't really get to me. I was like, okay, I'm just going to walk. I'm going to inhale, exhale. I'm going to stop if I have to. But yeah. I'm going to keep moving forward. And um, that's another huge takeaway <laughs> You know, one of there's a speaker Friday night. There's like an athlete dinner before the race, and he was talking and he said, "Okay, run when you can." And this is kind of a famous quote, I think, too. But you know, run when you can, walk if you have to, crawl, roll, just don't stop moving forward. And um, and I think that's a really you know a lot of this is like a metaphor for life, where <laughs> life can be pretty savage and brutal sometimes. Yeah, life is very messy. And, but it's also it's also beautiful, and it's also you know keep trudging like these things, these obstacles life throws at you. That's all they are, and life is never going to be on sort of the other side of these obstacles because one obstacle is going to be taken care of, and the next one presents itself. And that's all these are. It's just it's like life obstacles. And yeah. <laughs> what do you think the biggest thing that you learned from this obstacle of your ultra today was? <laughs> well, that I have asthma. <laughs> <laughs> Too <laughs> shit. No, but um, I actually I think I really went into this with this really solid foundation in running and and marathon running, and I think I really had faith in myself that you know I thought about quitting mile fourteen. I was like, this sucks. I just have sixteen more miles. Um, but I was like, they're gonna kick me out or they're gonna carry me out, and I will walk, I will crawl, but I'm not giving up. And just knowing that like I don't give up I'm not someone that you know but I've built that I've built this mindset where I'm not someone that gives up and I fucking finished this race yes you did and I honestly don't know how because I felt like I couldn't breathe for at least a quarter of it um but but yeah no it's um yeah I really think that these optional course races have helped sort of build me and change my outlook on life and really impacted my life approach, I guess. Well, I think that's
inspired me. I mean, <laughs> you inspire me. Uh, uh, for everyone you, listening, Kira, today I was on a kayak and uh, <laughs> looking at beautiful Lake Tahoe, and Kira is running and up and down these fucking <laughs> mountains and with asthma, you know, and carrying like oh, yeah, we twelve had a half to fifteen hundred calories worth of yeah, carry, yeah, uh, yeah, and some of the some of these obstacles, right? Like people don't even do like one time, but Kira had to do like you know twice and then repeat it again because it's two laps. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So the the mental strength I think you had in order to do it and then have to do it again. Yeah. Like that in itself, knowing that the, if the course is two loops, your halfway point, you already know what you're gonna do that yeah. second time, right? Yeah. Like you can start to pick these little like gauged mile markers yeah 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 and one other thing I want to say is um if I looked up I mean it was beautiful really beautiful scenery but if I looked up and said oh my gosh I have 15 more miles left I would get you know it's really overwhelming so I'd say okay I can do 10 more steps I can do 16 more steps I can do one more step and you always just living right here right now in this moment and knowing, like, you always have strength for one more step, one more mile. I mean, it, um, you know, and really just focusing on the here, right now, I think also really mentally helped help me get through that race. Because if I would looked up, well, I mean, I looked up, but if I mentally thought ahead too far in the race, yeah. I don't think I personally, you know, I think that, that thinking in the moment, really running in the moment, really encouraged my being able to finish. That is that is a metaphor for I think life. Yeah. Though, because yeah. whether if we relate it on a large like macro scale, right? If like you look down to like what do I want to, what do I want to have accomplished by the time I'm yeah. eighty? Like what when do I want to retire if ever? Yeah. Um, or if someone's on like their fitness journey trying to accomplish whatever, if they look so far forward and they get so caught up in that end result, yeah, and it's really paralyzing, right? Yeah. To like even take the next one step. Yeah. Or, or like you said, you count to 16. Yeah, I count to 16 repeatedly. Right. And so, <laughs> and she found that sweet, like, actually, I want you to, can you dive into that a little bit? Like yeah, so a lot of times, like, I, I was saying that this running is sort of meditative, and um, so I have a few, like, mantras, I guess, that I'll recite, and my sort of go-to is I literally, I just count to 16, and if I'm walking, I have 16 and 2, so 16 uh, breaths, or steps, sorry, 16 steps and then two breaths. And if I'm running, I literally just count to 16 over and over and over and over. And sort of the 16 is like as far ahead as I'm looking in that moment. And, you know, I have the overarching plan of like, okay, I'm going to run this ultra. And I've done all my research and planning and preparing. And I have my nutrition plan. I have my, you know. But then as I'm running, I've already done the planning. I've already done, I guess, the hard part to some extent. And then I just, I do you know, 16 steps at a time is sort of, it's a good number because it, 16 steps have covered a noticeable amount of ground, but it's not too many that it's overwhelming. And, um, it's taking you a little while to to find that sweet spot. Yeah. So it actually came from my dad. We've done just like some backpacking trips together. Um, and he was actually the one that came up with it for backpacking and somewhere along the line, I don't know when I applied it to running and, um, Sometimes I, you know, with backpacking, we always stop. We'll do 16 steps, two breaths, and we'll stop, like, if we're going up a really steep mountain or whatever. But um, with running, oftentimes, I'll just I'll, I'll just keep saying, you know, uh, counting up to 16. And, um, yeah, it's amazing how powerful that's been, at least for me. Um, 
and just having like that mantra that you you trust yourself you have faith in yourself you live in the moment and um I think being on a fitness journey I I think it's good to have these like big long-term plans but then to to do them very small incremental steps and then celebrate every victory I mean I really like that first time I ran a 7k I mean that was huge for me and I I was so proud and I celebrated it and I think really celebrating your accomplishments you know I think a lot of times in this ultra running world there's always like that extra step there's always like I'm not a real runner I haven't done a 50k or I'm not a real runner I haven't done a marathon I'm not a real runner I haven't done a half marathon it doesn't it doesn't matter if you're running you're a runner I think and um, I was going to say something about it. Hold on. Oh, yeah, if you run out and you've never done it and you do a 5K or, like, a one-mile run, like, I really think, like, celebrate that. I think focus, celebrate it, and then, you know, set the next goal that's a little harder, a little higher and move forward. But really take the time to, like, revel in it. Like, you just did, you know, whatever it is. If it, you know, you lost two pounds, whatever it is, like, revel in that. Because you did that, and that's how, at least, I, I think that's how you progress to these, like, bigger things, is you you celebrate it, and you you celebrate all the small achievements, because there's so many small achievements in life, and that's, that's what those small achievements add up to the big things, but the big things don't come all at once. Yeah. I think that's actually a huge misconception yeah. in when someone's observing someone else's success, right? Yeah. Is that you see where they started maybe and then you see their final their quote-unquote final that final in that moment yeah um you know place in their journey and you just kind of expect like oh they made a jump from a to b yeah but really they made a jump from like a to k you know yeah. there's like b c d e f g whatever uh-huh. all those intermediate steps that they've taken that if they didn't take those little baby steps then they wouldn't be a K, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so I think Michelangelo really summarizes this succinctly. I'm going to totally butcher this quote, but something to the effect of, if you knew how much work went into it, you wouldn't call it genius. I mean, just a whole lifetime of work went into his artwork, and I don't know, I just think that that concept of, like, it is, it is the small steps, the small achievements that add up to these big things. And um, just having faith, you know, really study the process, but have faith in it once you've set up a plan and a goal and and just don't stop just keep going and trust yourself because every every person is capable of doing what any other human being has done like no we're all we're all very similar i think actually it's just a sort of a mindset shift that that separates people that achieve their goals and people that don't yes and that's really encouraging all you have to do is change your mindset and you'll you'll get there yeah baby steps Thank you for sharing all yeah, that. that. Thank you, is... Sam, for coaching me and helping me with... Oh, it's my pleasure. <laughs> it's my pleasure. Uh, it's been such an incredible journey with you working together. But also, even just these 24 or 12 hours, 24 hours, whatever it's been, uh, seeing you start, we drove out to Squaw Valley at 4.50 a.m. Yeah. Uh, <clears> it's now 8.41 p.m., I yeah. would like to add. <laughs> yeah. Um, Dropped her off. Winds were howling. It was um, really cold this morning. Super cold, like 40. Oh yeah, I degrees. ran the first 16 miles in a wetsuit. Yeah, and like <laughs> she she beasted through it. She we we got there. I was freezing. I'm not it gonna lie. Cold. I was being a little bitch. <laughs> um, 
I got back in the car and like jammed it up to 90 degrees. But no, Kira, like you went out there and you were like, you know what, cold? I'm gonna make you my bitch. <laughs> you you didn't even let it get to you. And that is, it's like that is a metaphor for your entire journey. You just had this strength that almost like resonated out of you when you talked about running like even in your training thank you you yeah of course when you reported back to me like let me know how they went you're like oh well you know I did it it didn't matter like I had to stop I had to pee in the woods I had to do whatever I had to do in the woods you know but what matters is you didn't stop you know like you can always slow down but as long as you don't stop and I think that you have that mental willpower to just not stop thank you that's why you're at you know, you've done this ultra. You're doing your goal is what? What's your next goal? Sixty. <coughs> um, <coughs> that's the goal. Yes, is uh, it's a twenty-four hour race in uh, November. It's about a month away, roughly. Yeah. And the goal is sixty miles. And um, six zero, not six just sixteen zero. people. Yeah. <laughs> and um, you know, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I'll give it everything I have, and. Um, I'm going to really, really shoot for the 60, but I also know it's going to be okay if I if I don't quite hit the 60, so yeah. So that's the goal, and I'm going to strive for it, give it everything I have, and, and Yeah, I okay love that you're already, you're already on, like, you're already excited about that next goal, and you just yeah. finished your last race an hour and a half ago, uh, you know, we haven't even gotten, like, a big-ass meal in you yet, so that's about to come. Um, Alright, so last thing to wrap up. Yes. If you had to give advice to everyone listening, top three things. They can be running related. They can be mindset, life, whatever related. Okay. What would they be? Top three. Um, and they can, you know, you can reiterate some of the stuff you already talked about. So, so the first thing <clears throat> I would, I would say is really embrace challenge and don't shy away from it but look at these challenges as an opportunity to grow and don't just do what's easy but seek out what's hard if you're bad at something do it repeat it practice it get better and apply that to every area of your life and you're gonna just amaze yourself at who you the, the person inside of you that's already there that suddenly comes up to the surface so I think really embrace difficult, difficult challenges. Um, the next, I already kind of said this, but celebrate every victory, especially the small ones. Um, and really, really do that. Make it a point in your life to celebrate the small victories. Um, and then thing three,
let yourself grow by seeking out the things that are hard and tackling them till you're good at it. And then, you know, not letting these setbacks get in your way and just saying, okay, like I, today, you know, um, and, you know, celebrating every small victory. Um, and then I guess, I guess being realistic about pushing yourself, finding that place between the comfort zone and the panic. Yeah. And be realistic about goal setting, but also push it a little past what you think you can do, but not too far, you know, be strategic about it. And then don't let these, you know, life setbacks get in your way. Because the next race is still going to be there. The next, you know, the next, like life, nothing's ever completely ruined. You know, everything is salvageable to some extent. And so it's never like one failure is game over forever. It's okay, what you fail, you know, one failure, you're hit a failure. All right, <laughs> crawl around it or, yeah. you know. How are you going to pick yourself back up? Yeah. yeah. So I guess, um, I guess that would be about what I, what I have to say. up another episode of the balance with sam podcast thank you guys so much for tuning in and thanks to kira for sharing her story with us and being so vulnerable post-race i think it's actually really really incredible to have her just open up so much especially when she was still in that like adrenaline high from her race so thank you guys again for tuning in i appreciate all of your support it seriously means more to me than i could ever express if you do enjoy the podcast i would love it if you would give me five stars and leave me a review on itunes it helps the podcast grow and get more exposure and it helps me so thank you again for tuning in and looking forward to touching base next week have an awesome day